0: We continue what we are learning in the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. The Sheer is, We are learning this holy letter number 12. And we're coming to the final Realization and the synopsis, the panoramic view of the inner depth of the letter. What it's known that these letters, holy letters that the Balatanya wrote, they actually were sent throughout the whole entire Russia to solicit, to beg the Jewish people. To give money for the poor people in the land of Eretz Yisrael, and it is known that many people would not have no interaction with the Holy Balatanya. And when they didn't have any interaction with him, when they would receive this letter, they would learn the letter sometimes for an entire year until the letter resonated with every fiber of their being. And it's known, the Holy Lubavitcher Rebbe said that when he, when the Holy Balatanya put his godly intelligence into the words of the Tanya, into the words of the Holy Letters, he did something that was an unbelievable feat in the sense that he took the essence, the essence of the whole entire Chassidus, and he narrowed it down and put it into words, into letters. And the amount of information that can be extrapolated. That could be extracted. That could be mined. As the previous Labavitcher Rebbe wrote. The amount of information. That the Holy Balatanya put into these letters. Is unfathomable. And as the Labavitcher Rebbe wrote. That to. Rarely. And he wonders. If anybody ever. Was able to contemplate in its entirety. The truth and the majesty, the magnificence and the enormous realization that the Holy Balatanya was trying to convey with these most mesmerizing truths. And these truths are primarily about the secret of And This is why we are spending such a long time going deep into this idea to fully understand the essence of this letter. And now we are coming to a culmination, a completion of going through many of the concepts, the way they are discussed in thousands of pages of Hasidic philosophy, and to make them practical in a way that you can touch it, the way that it can actually become a catalyst, become a real possibility for life-changing modes of consciousness. That when he says the word action, or when he's talking about an action that's infused with a tremendous, qualitative, intelligent, emotional, obsessive, Energy that to see this in our life, that we can have a marriage that's superficial and the unity is unity, but it's nonetheless superficial, or we can have one where it's internal and real. And it's an entirely different measurement. It's an entirely different type of life. And to explore these facets to, to hazard them not only to learn them and not only to say we finished the letter but to actually for it to make a change in a person's life We person thinks through the lenses of the revelation of this letter and that's why ultimately speaking the Holy Balatanya lays down over here the fundamental difference between actively doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and then doing it with the tremendous internal work, tremendous internal obsession. And throughout the generations, people, have lived in two modes of consciousness. There were the tzaddikim who did the avoida, the tzaddikim who did the inner unity. There were the tzaddikim who lived in a whole different realm, a realm where the upper worlds, the spiritual worlds, and our worlds were united. And then there were people who lived their whole life just in maisa, just in activity. They did Torah mitzvahs, but Kabbalah They did Torah mitzvahs, just because that's what they were supposed to do. And that is the gift that the Lubavitcher explains that the Balatanya is giving with this letter, and this with chapter thirty-six and thirty-seven. Primarily, this letter, because in this generation, that we do not understand, we do not have insight into heaven, we do not have godly revelation. We do not have, we cannot look from one side of the world to the other. We cannot lift ourselves up into the heavens. Says the Holy Balatanya in this letter, that's only the case if you're not obsessed with compassion. But if you're obsessed with compassion, and if you do moments of time, or even many times, obsessive compassion means qualitative compassion. You go against your nature, against your grain. You give much more than you can. And you identify and transmute the suffering of a poor man. You eliminate the suffering in a most kuach way, meaning to say that you put your whole energy into it. Then he guarantees, that's what he said, that is the gift. He guarantees that when it comes time that you will pray. When you will pray, you will get godly revelation. You will achieve what only the mystics and only the sages, only the holy giants were able to achieve. But not only will you actually, not only will you actually experience godly revelation, not only will you experience godly compassion, not only as he says in all the other letters that physically you become wealthy and spiritually you become wealthy, but more importantly, you will have begun to fix the problem that there is in Gullus, which is that my ego and my soul is a contradiction. So if a person taps into this obsession and with this obsession, they make it their life's mission, despite their physical limitations, meaning to say the limitations of the animalistic personality, despite the fact that a person might be deep in addictions, deep in depression, he might have habits and addictions, depressions, anxieties, and even relationship issues. But if he goes into a space that it's much more than his natural compassion, and he pushes himself in that area, when he actually goes to pray, he will experience godly revelation. Like the Holy Tzamaht said, and for many years, for quite some time, after the Balatanya passed away, it was, it was initially the Balatanya used to visit him when he would pray. And he would visit him in a spiritual sense, but he would answer all his questions. And it was a godly revelation And when it was the Balatanya, he would see him vividly. It's something we can't imagine. He would see him in front of his face, and he would answer him all of his questions. And he would give him tremendous energy and tremendous godly revelation. And it has been quite some time that the Samach did not have this godly revelation. This revelation of the Balatanya, of his grandfather coming to him. And he was very bothered by it. And he was experiencing a tough time in his life. And he had illness in his family. And he was, there was struggle and he was piling up with a tremendous amount of questions. And he was bothered by the fact that he did not have godly revelation, that he did not have the holy, his holy grandfather come to him in a vision and give him that type of clarity. And then one day a Jew approached him. And it was a market day. It was a day in the market. And he said, I need to have a loan so I can buy product to be able to sell in the market. And the Holy Tzemach tzaddik told him, come to me after prayer. After we daven, and I'll give you the money. And then he went into shul, the Tzemach tzaddik, and he got ready to start praying and he started to put on his talus. And he reminded himself that today is a market day. By the time I finish prayer, he will be deep in the middle of the market. So he put down his talus and he took off his gartel and he went straight home and he took the money and he went straight to lend it to the man so the man could be able to come and buy his product for the market day. And When the Tzema Tzadeh came back to pray, even though it was years, and even though he was suffering because he had illness in the family with his children, and he had questions piled up, during that prayer, the Holy Balatanya came in a vision and answered him all his questions. He gave him the godly revelation And right after that, all of his family was healed. And this was a holy Rebbe. It wasn't just a regular person. It was a holy Rebbe that he himself got divine revelation. And Whenever the Rebbe would talk about this letter, about what happens if you make obsessive compassion, if you're in a state of pushing the limit, pushing the limit, See, not only learning this idea, you understand? The idea of learning this for a year, even in the times of the Balatanya, and even in our times, if we learn it for a year, but we still haven't tried it, we have not touched compassion. We have not drunk from the waters of compassion because to know the taste of compassion, to know the taste of it, means you have to drink from the waters. You have to experience this idea of never-ending and everlasting tranquility. This idea of a peace, an internal peace, an internal clarity, a clarity, just like the old tzaddik, that even he was a rebbe, even he was a tzaddik, he had questions, deep, profound, philosophical questions, deep, profound, halachic questions. But the Holy Balatanya says in this letter that when you do more than your nature, then you get But he says, when do you get When do you get it? When do you touch from the reward? When do you, when do you feel the effects of the waters of compassion, of the drinking of that water, of obsessing on compassion? When do you get it? And he says, when you will pray or any time when you will communicate with God, it could be even any time. It could be driving your car. You will communicate with God. The relationship God will have with you is an internal qualitative relationship. You will hear the answers. You will see the visualizations. You will know what to do. You will not be fragmented. If you live a life where you're superficial peace, you'll have superficial peace from God because you have already touched the beginning of the purpose you didn't have lived like that for thousands of years. And that is the purpose of life. But the gift of this letter is not just that peace, the peace of regular kindness. The gift of this letter is the inner dimension of unity, the inner dimension, the qualitative, pushing yourself to the limit, obsessing over compassion, pushing yourself to the limit, whether one day, one minute, or all your life. But it's the idea of adopting the obsession of compassion. Because then the reward is never-ending and everlasting. The reward is an internal, intimate relationship with Hashem. Where Hashem gives you the god relation more than what you're supposed to get. That's the point. The point is, You gave from more than your compassion. You pushed yourself to the limit. You blurred the boundaries between your ego and your soul. You blur the boundaries between your selfishness and your selflessness. So God will blur the boundaries when it comes time to your revelation. You may have been destined for this and this. You may have been destined only to have limited spiritual revelation. Like the Holy Balatanya says in Lekutu Torah, then in Rosh Hashanah, it's destined how much Torah and Mitzvahs you're going to have. How much are you going to live in the Messianic era? Like he says in Pashas Veskhan and Torah that the, in the future, the world will have knowledge of God, like the sea covers the seabed. But he says the purpose of life now is to have just like a tzaddik, that the day of Hashem, the knowledge of God permeates every part of him, that he has complete clarity, like he knows everything. So it could be a person comes to Rosh Hashanah. And in addition to the fact, that it says he's going to make a nice amount of money. He's going to have a nice amount of spirituality for his life. But if he himself goes and pushes himself and does har be yoy'sr mit he pushes his limit of compassion. Then the revelation that he gets is hashkit v'vetach He can surpass the revelation that was destined to him on, on, on Rosh Hashanah. The, the godly revelation that was destined to him for this year. Because some people, they are not destined to have complete living in the Messianic era. And that's what he says in this letter, that if you live your life with Misa if you live your life doing Torah Mitzvahs, you will bring down in the world revelation, but you will not merit to see that revelation till the Messianic era. You will not be merited to see the unity. You will change your life. You will Materially, you will become wealthy. And even spiritually, you will have godly revelation when you pray, but true godly revelation when you pray, true effect to true, true changing of your children's destinies and your destiny, true changing of your spiritual attainment, your spiritual fulfillment, true revelation of having the ultimate to be able to live with the messianic era now to be able to have that your ego should become a catalyst, that all your physical life shouldn't trap you. In order to be able to have that now, for that you must blur the boundaries, you must push the limit. Because if it's not destined for you, for whatever reason, to have that type of godly revelation, even like a rebel like the Tzama for whatever reason, the Balatanya didn't reveal himself to him for quite some time. And for whatever reason, his children were unwell And for whatever reason, he was going through a low period, even though he was a tzaddik, that we have no understanding even of what means a tzaddik. But every time the Lubavitcher Rebbe told this story, when he spoke about godly revelation that's achieved through giving tzedakah, he said, when you push yourself to the limit, really, you're supposed to give this amount. Really, I'll be nature, I'll be teva, I'll be it goes this amount. But you push yourself to the limit. You go against the grain. Nobody knows about it, but you're blurring the boundaries of between body and soul because you're pushing yourself. You're doing beyond. Then you have to understand you've ushered in your own messianic era. You've ushered in a reward that's beyond time and space, that's beyond mida connected mida. It's beyond what's destined for you on Rosh Hashanah. And it's this idea that if you don't try it, you can never experience it. And if you experience it, you can never describe it because everything becomes crystal clear. In this experience, life takes on a new meaning. And that is the secret of this letter. The secret of this letter is that in our generation, we are weak bodies and our souls are not deep into our body. And therefore, we are not, we don't have a tendency to run after spirituality. And that's what he says in holy letter number nine. This is how this letter is a culmination of all what we learned in all the letters and in the Sodoka kenachal eisen, the letter that we learned about Sodoka. That is a nachal eisen, that it's a mighty river because this is the secret of the idea of this generation, that in this generation, if a person obsesses on compassion, ultimately speaking, he can refine his brain, he can refine his heart, he can refine his whole entire body through pushing himself in kindness to be able to become an entirely new new person, to be able to become an entirely new person, a person who experiences the closest to prophetic vision in this world. And even a holy Rebbe like the Tzemach tzaddik, through pushing himself in compassion, meeting a Jew who needed money as a loan to buy product, and he decided to do it before prayer rather than after prayer, fundamentally changed his life. And he was already on a level. That's what the Holy LeBavitch Rebbe's call to action was. That every single person should try to do it at least one time in their life. And one time in your life, to find a moment where the whole past and the whole future doesn't matter. Only what I do now is the most important thing. Like 70, 80 years, a person comes down into this world just to do a favor for another person. To understand that maybe this is the moment. To live like that even for one moment means to push the limit. The idea of pushing the limit, avoid us means the quality, the nuclear energy. Just like uranium, it splits an atom. There's a tremendous energy that unleashes an energy of destruction. There is the same thing where a tremendous energy, where a person decides that this moment right now is the only moment, And it's what I do at this moment right now, which will radically transform everything. And therefore, he puts his heart and his soul. And he has a tremendous Mesida nefesh. Not necessarily that he's ready to die, but that he's ready to live, fully ready to live for this other Jew, for this person. In Russia, there was Mesida nefesh ready to die for another Jew. The Rebbe always said, not to jump off the roof, but are you ready to live for the other person, but to live fully like your life depended on, it. just like you get so crazy, like he says in letter number four, you get so crazy when you're about to lose your money, you're about to lose your house, you're about to lose anything financially, you get so crazy that you feel like you're losing it. Are you ready to lose it for another Jew? That's the idea, to put yourself more than your Teberach months. And he says, when you do that, that means you put your whole entire being for somebody else. You might not have achieved the highest levels of learning. You might not have achieved the highest levels of prayer. But the reward will be that you will get the highest levels of learning. And you will get the highest levels of prayer. Why? Because God says, I decided. You decided to push yourself in compassion. You decided to do it. I decided. Now, how qualitative that experience will be. It's up to you how much you will do. It's up to a person how much you will will do. And that is the tremendous lesson. And the tremendous understanding of this letter. That if you taste from this waters once in your life. Then you want to do it all the time. Then you want to push yourself all the time. Because the reward itself is what compels you. It's the change in your life that compels you. It's the drinking of the waters and tasting from the, being drunk from compassion to see the reward, that the reward is the activity alone. It's the activity alone that allows you a radical transformation in all of your life. And this is the greatest gift, but it only matters to a person if he makes it real in his life. And that's why this whole letter means something. If you have adopted this idea, meaning that even if you're going to go on to learn other ideas, you will see everything through the lenses of compassion. Because ultimately speaking, that's the call to action. And that's the fundamental thing that's going to usher in the Messianic era.